Have you ever wanted to raise your hand and ask a question during the Sunday morning sermon? Are you looking for a place to find real hope? Join us on the Real Life Living in the Here and Now podcast as we tackle life's most unwelcomed questions and learn to live free and real. Each week, we'll take on a subject that cuts through the hype and deals with the hurt and brokenness everyone has but doesn't know where to begin. And now let's join our host as we get real with ourselves, with God, and with you. And welcome to the Real Life Podcast. Jamie Couch here with Anthony Waters. We're glad to be back with you again this week. Yes, honored to be back once again here on the almost the middle of January already. Wow. Time is certainly flying in 2021. It we uh, we really thought 21 was going to be better than 20. What's happened? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? The Lord is still on the throne. Yes, that is. is one thing we can count on for sure. Amen. But guys, we do have a topic today that is a relevant topic for the time and the day in which we live. And Amen. the topic is anxiety. Amen. And uh, we, we've been in this series, and you guys have heard us talking about this series um, called The Mindset. And in the series, we've dove into all kinds of topics regarding the mind and, and the battlefield of the mind. And so we, Anthony, last weekend actually shared a sermon on anxiety and how to deal with anxiety. And we thought that it would be a very pertinent um, topic for a day such as this, when our world is in shambles in just about any way that you look, and um, the church, in many cases, is wringing their hands. What do we do? How do we deal with this scenario? What What do we? The political realm is in shambles, and then the home is is in the schools. There is no part of society that is not anguished with anxiety at the moment. So, we're going to learn together how to deal with some of this anxiety and uh, how to face it from a biblical point of view. So, Anthony, uh, why don't you kick off the conversation and let's talk a little bit about what the Word of God has to say about how do we practically, and that's one of the things we want to get out of this conversation, is how do we practically, because there's a lot of things we can talk about in theory. There's a lot of theory out there about anxiety. What I love about the Scripture is it's not a book of theory, it's a book of action, and and it's a simple book if you can allow the Holy Spirit to open it up to you. So, and yeah, so let's start it all out. Let's look at de- the definition of what anxiety is, and I like to give a precursor on this as we get started. Is we are not mental health experts, yes, in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but you know, we can look at this from what the Lord would have us to say and what he would have us to do. So let's look at a definition of what anxiety really is. And it's really three parts. This is that feeling of worry, that nervousness, that uneasiness. Uh, Some maybe because of an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And, you know, this is something that everybody faces. I said this Sunday and I still hold to it today is everybody at some point has faced anxiety in some way, shape or form. Uh, science will tell you that most 
people start battling anxiety by the age of like 10 or 11 years old. It's not uncommon to see 10, 11 year old kids Mm -hmm. battling anxiety really bad in their lives. And you know, you see that and it breaks your heart, man. And it hurts you. So it's present in every walk of life. Every person on earth will has most likely faced it in some way, shape or form. Some were able to get over it and were able to move past it with the help of God. And others, man, it has drugged down to the pit and it just really has them bound. So the scripture that we're going to look at here is out of the book of Philippians chapter four. And I'm going to start at verse four, but I really want to look at verse six when we get down to it. Verse six and seven. But I think it's important as we look as the Apostle Paul would talk to the church at Philippi as he wrote to him, how he said this, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And what powerful words that is. Rejoice in the good times. Rejoice in the bad times. Give glory to God in everything that we do. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation, which is the peace, the grace, our gentleness, let it be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Now we get to verse 6. Be careful for nothing. If you look this word careful up, if you look at the Greek lexicon, you break it down, tear it back over, you're going to see that it means to be anxious. So the Apostle Paul basically looking at this church, talking to him, saying, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus now and I will get we'll dive into verse 6 a little bit more in a minute but I like verse 8 as well finally brethren mm. whatsoever things are true whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. The good things of the Lord, the good things that God's done, how you see God moving, how you see God working in a life. Let's think on that stuff. And you know what? When we think of the goodness of God, you will find that the troubles of this life seem to fade away. Now let's go back to verse six. Be anxious for nothing. Here's a great question for you, my brother. What if the apostle Paul stopped right there? Hey guys, don't be anxious. And that's the way that <laughs> so much of the ministry is. Just oh, yeah. don't worry. Oh, yeah. Be happy. Oh, you know yeah. how the song says, don't oh, yeah. worry, be happy. Yeah. And there's so much of this this uh, bubbly, you know, uh, surface level, just don't worry about it. Yeah, it'd be okay. It's easy for somebody to look at you and say, don't worry about it, when no. they're not going through the suffering and the pain that you're going through. Yeah. And that's why Paul didn't stop there. Yeah. Actually, this is a book written to the church of Philippi. Mm-hmm. Paul had an experience in Philippi he where did. he was imprisoned. Yeah. And I do believe that as he began to write the people, the church of the city, I believe he had a bit of mind. Uh, the, the time that he spent there mm-hmm. in Philippi, guys, this is how I made it through. This is how I made it through this anxious time. That's so cool. So, yeah, he didn't stop there. No, and I love it. And, and he, gave, he gave the answer to anxiety. He gave the answer. You know, and, and now it's hard. It's a, it's a hard thing because it's easy for us to say, guys, don't be anxious about that. Don't be worried. Don't be worried. There's only one person. There's only one person that knows what you're going through, and that's the Lord. 
He's the only one that knows what you're going through, right. the things that you face. And he is the only one that can solve, that can answer, that can move, that can make a true change in your life. And I, I think that's wonderful. But listen to what the Apostle Paul says here. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer right. and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. When we look at prayer, we know what prayer means. That's our heavenly communication with the Father. Yeah. Supplication, that's prayer. Mm. Pray, pray, be thankful. Right. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Did we just solve the cure for anxiety? I believe that Paul is the key. <laughs> has the key here he in verse number six. I think he has the key. And, and you think about what, what he said here. Okay, he said, be careful for nothing. Yep. And completely paradoxical to that, on the other side of the pole, he said, but everything yes. by prayer and supplication. Mm-hmm. But notice what he said, with thanksgiving, with not thanksgiving. and a thanksgiving, That's but right. with. So prayer and supplication cannot mm-hmm. be separated with thanksgiving, right. but rather thanksgiving is the covering mm-hmm. for prayer and supplication. Yep. So take your mind back to... Where Lazarus was in the tomb, yeah, and oh, yes. and where that. he was, he had been dead for three days, mm-hmm. or, or you know, it was the fourth day, day now, yeah, fourth day, the yeah. fourth day, he'd been yeah. dead for three, and was working on the fourth day. Yeah. Jesus comes to the tomb. Long story short, and he begins to pray the prayer mm-hmm. that raised Lazarus from the dead, that mm-hmm. that accessed the throne room of God to release the power of God to raise him up. So, what did he pray? The first thing Jesus said in that prayer is, I thank you, Father, for thou hast heard me. Oh, man. He started the prayer with, I thank you, with you've already heard me. Complete faith. Yeah. I love it. And and it started with Thanksgiving. He did. So to unlock the the power of peace Mm -hmm. of God, it must be covered with thanksgiving. That's a mindset. In other words, this thanksgiving has got to be in the forefront of your mind. Yep. If you want rid of anxiety, then the forefront of your mind. You know, you got those people who are just jerks, and they'll oh, say, yeah. "Well, you got so much to be thankful for. You have no reason to be." Well, I've been one of those jerks. That's that's a miserable comforter. <laughs> if, it is. If you've ever had somebody say that to you, you just want to throat punch them in the moment. Oh yeah. You really don't most of the time. Yeah. Hopefully, don't do that. But you feel like it because they're rubbing your nose in it. And mm-hmm. and but but what he's saying here is not that he is saying, guys. If you really want to fight it, yeah. then you you got to be thankful from the root and the core. You know, go back another step. Go back another step to where where um, the disciples wanted to pray like yeah. Jesus, and they said, "How do we pray like you?" And he said, "Pray after this manner." No, yeah. he didn't say, "Repeat after me." Nope. He didn't say, "This is the prayer to pray." Carbon copy. Mm-hmm. He said, "This pray, kind of like this." Yeah. Here's your outline for your mm-hmm. prayer. And then he starts it out with 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 Thanksgiving, yeah. You know, and 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 in the Lord's Prayer, if you go back mm-hmm. and you read it, yeah, you can read that he begins that, yeah. You know, with Thanksgiving and praise, and so yeah, that's I think he's this is the key. I agree. I think so too. And I love, I love, I love to hear my son pray. If you notice any time that you ever hear my son pray, you always hear him start out. He'll always start out by saying. Thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for everything that you've done. 
And then he'll get into the prayer. So right off the bat, he's already given thanksgiving and how beautiful that is. And that's what we're supposed to do. We should always have a heart of thanksgiving, you know, because, I mean, that's what God has given us as his children is this heart of thanksgiving, a thankful heart. And, you know, I know God is not a genie that we call upon and we rub a lamp and we think that, oh, everything's going to be okay. There, there was a reason that it was written that the prayer of a forever, the fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That's this intent prayer. This is that, 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 that grabbing a hold of God prayer, reaching down and grabbing a hold of the throne. And that, that's, that, that, that's that prayer that's saying, Lord, I won't let go until you bless me. There's something to that, you know? And if you think about anxiety and how anxiety does in your heart and in your life and how it can drag you down to a pit, man, there has to come a point in time that you have to be forever in prayer if you're ever going to get over it, if you're ever going to have, if you're ever going to have victory. Let's let's use that word, not get over it. Right. Let's look at victory. Yeah. Let's focus on victory. If we're going to have victory over this attack of the enemy, sure. if we're going to have victory then we're going to have to pray. We're going to have to seek God's face. We're going to have to reach up to the throne room. Uh, on Sunday, we used the example of Jacob as he wrestled with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And as the day broke, the Lord you know, spoke to him and said, let me go. And he said, I won't let go until you bless me. Yeah. I love that. I mean, we read that so many times, but you're talking about a guy that was in anxiety. Mm-hmm. He thought for sure as soon as the day broke and him, he started on that march on home that Esau was going to meet him and he was going to be dead, yep. him and his entire family. Mm-hmm. But yet he, he called upon the name of the Lord. And if we look through the scripture, we'll look and we see so many different times of people that battled anxiety in so many different ways. You had a great example, and I'm going to turn it back over to you, about the disciples on the boat. I love that. That that one is beautiful. We you know we talk about you, you can just about look at any of the, our Bible heroes, and you're going to see times in their life that there was anxious times. Yeah. Man, what's going to happen here? Mm-hmm. I, what about Moses on the mountain? As he said, Lord, if you're not going with us, don't send us at all. Yep. I mean, they was anxious. Like Lord, if you if you're not going with us, we're not going to make it. Don't if you're not going to go with us, Lord, don't even don't even send us because it, it is not going to prosper. But you brought up the disciples on the boat. And man, I love this. The storm raging all around them. The master's asleep in the back part of the ship. He's down here asleep. Carest thou not that we perish? Right. Take off. I love it. No, and that's that's the beauty of that whole story. So I want to I go back to 1 Peter, the great fisherman mm-hmm. and the great preacher. 1 yep. Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Casting all your anxiety, yeah. oh, your yes. cares, your anxiety on yeah. him because mm-hmm. he cares for you. <sighs> yet yet back in that story, in that moment, they were like, he don't even care. So true. And when you're in the moment of, of yeah, extreme anxiety, you think you're alone and mm-hmm. God don't care. Yeah. Mama don't care. Nobody. Ain't nobody caring about me. Nobody cares. And that's that's a real place that uh, of of isolation and, and helplessness, and and that you you actually don't have control of the rudders anymore. Yep. But the beauty of this, and Peter in, in in the scripture in the scripture here in, in First Peter five and seven, cast all your cares. Yeah. Think about that word cast. These guys were fishermen, 
So they were used to casting their nets. Mm-hmm. So what, what Peter was likening it to is, is using your, your anxiety yeah. as a net to cast. Mm-hmm. Cast it, throw it, throw it out there, get it, get it off your boat. Yeah. But, but when you reel back in, you're, real, you're not reeling back in a net. You're reeling back in something you can actually use yeah, for good. Exactly. And so, but in that moment when they were they were about to drown, the mm-hmm. water was just swelling in the boat. Yeah. They 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 looked the third or that was a, the fourth watch of the night, the last watch of the night, and they saw him walking on the water, crossing mm-hmm. the way, and they thought, oh, that's a ghost, you know. And but but the. Here's the, here's a couple of the keys to that story. Number one, they stayed together. Yeah, they did. Number two, they stayed all night. Yeah. Number three, they kept looking. If you're in anxiety, you can't stop looking. No. You got to keep looking. Yeah. You got to keep that outlook of, of there's got to be something working. So they saw Jesus coming, but then he spoke and he said, "Peace, be still." Yeah. But before he did all of that, I'm mixing these stories up. Yeah, but you, but here, here's what okay. happened. Here's what happened. Peter said, hey, it looks like a ghost. And everybody's like, it's not him. He, he said, hey, if it's you, bid me to come out there on the water. Yeah. Do you think that it was not anxious oh, moment man. in Peter's life where he oh. actually stepped foot on the water? Mm-hmm. Now, now, the water in that moment hadn't necessarily ceased the wind yet. That's true. It was still storming. Yeah. And he was walking on top of the stormy water, the the, and then but then all of a sudden the scripture says that he began to observe. He took his eyes off. Yes, yeah. he he started observing. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to know you got trouble. Yeah, it's one thing to be aware that you've got trouble and issues. Yeah. It's an one thing to stick your head in the sand to act like you don't have it. That's oh, yeah. you can't do that either. No, but it's a whole other thing to let it consume you. Yeah. And in that moment, Peter was letting the trouble around him consume him. Yes. And he took his eyes off the master and he began he to sink. Then Jesus came over, lifted him up. He literally let him walk back to the boat. He didn't calm the storm until they got back to the boat. Mm-hmm. So what is he saying in that moment? I think God's saying to me personally, you can't put your head in the sand act like you ain't got issues. You got mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. But you also can't focus on your issues so much that you forget that I'm out there standing on the water. That's right. With my hands wide open. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I think that, 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 that casting all your cares upon him, because he wants to bear your cares. Mm-hmm. He cares. He wants to bear it. Yeah. Yeah. He cares for us. So here's a challenge. I gave this same challenge on Sunday. So... For anybody listening, and if you battle anxiety in any way, shape, or form, or whatever you battle in your life, it may not be anxiety. It may be other things that you battle. I encourage you this week, I encourage you today to sit down and to make a list and number number this list of the things that you battle every day and write them out and look at them. But at the top of this list, I want you to leave a blank space. And when you get it all written out, I want you to go back up, and in that blank space, I want you to write, Lord, help me with. And turn the things that are destroying you, that are hurting you, that are holding you back. That's what we need to do is call this out for what it is. And here's the key is to not let the enemy 
rob you from the blessings that are in, in store from God. Don't let anxiety hold you back from the blessings God has in store. How many times have we held, I said this, how many times have we held back? Or think about if you feel the Lord moving you in a direction, in a path. You know, who the Lord sends, he equips. He equips. And that's important to remember. If you're sent, then he's equipped you to be sent and you're ready for what you're about to face. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be tough? Yes, you can guarantee it. But you have one fighting for you that has went before you, that's made a way. He's already cleared the path. He knows the obstacles. He knows the ways around them. He knows everything that you will face. You have to put your faith, your trust in him. And the key to all of this is the power that there is in prayer. There's power in prayer. Anxiety, don't stand a chance against the prayer. <clears throat> Prayer will kill anxiety through God. That's right. He has to kill it. I love it. Mm. I, it this sounds, oh, he don't, he, yeah, it's, it's easy sitting there talking about it. Man, I battled anxiety. Yep. But I know when I face it, I know where I turn. Yes. And that's to the Father. Yep. Yeah. So that's some practical, biblical advice on how to deal with it. And there's something about writing something down. And, and so that's the first challenge. You gave the first challenge. Write down all the things that give you anxiety. Yeah. And at the very top, that blank line you left, write down, Lord God help me with. Help me with. Yep. Now I'm going to issue a second challenge. And that is this. Right out of Philippians, right out of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Mm -hmm. I want you to take a piece of paper and write down true on, on one line. The next line, write down honest the next line write down just the next line write down pure the next line write lovely and the next line write good good news if there be anything of virtue anything of praise write those down and if you want a cheat sheet just turn to philippians chapter eight or for chapter four, four verse number eight and you're going to get a cheat sheet on yep. exactly where this stuff's at so right. write each of those down Yep. And then out, out beside each of those words, write somebody's name, write something that is true, write something that is honest. Yep. And as you do that, read it and think on it. And I promise you, the Word of God will come alive in your life, and you'll begin to see that the peace of God, it'll keep you. Yep. You ain't got to keep yourself. That's right. The peace of God will keep you. Yeah. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. I, I really hope that that these handful of practical nuggets of, of, of God's Word is able to help you through a difficult season. We've all, nobody can hide from anxiety. Even yeah. Jesus dealt with anxiety, yeah. and so will you, and so will I. Yeah. But the question is, how are we going to approach it? Yeah. Here you go. You've got the Word. Amen. So, guys, uh, we love you. Thank you for tuning in. And we appreciate you. Until next time, keep it real. Thank you for joining the Real Life Podcast. You can subscribe to our program anywhere podcasts are available. Stay up to date by subscribing to our show. Join us again next week as we tackle real life together.